Well, what we're going to do here is a real special service. We're going to take some time this morning, as I believe that we're coming to the end of, a, of 2017, right? Coming to the end of, a, of this year, we're going into a new, a new year, 2018. Or as uh, Dr. Lynn told me this morning, we can know it as 2000 and great teen. Is, is that it? 2000 and great teen. And I'm, and I'm okay with that. But this year, we, we have a, a special time where we just want to enter into prayer. So I have a, just a short message, and then we're going to just go into some, some corporate prayer together. Because I believe as God calls us as believers of the body of Christ, that we should join together in prayer. And the Bible says that where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst. Right? There I am with you. And I believe that even on the day of Pentecost, that as they were gathered together, right, in one accord, that God began to move mightily in, in word and in deed, in the power of the Spirit, of, of God's Holy Spirit. Amen? So we're going to believe for that. But before we do, I just have a short message for you, if that's okay. And as a matter of fact, I found a young, a young four-year-old girl. She's going to help me to, to just tell this message here this morning. So, so here we go. I have a problem with New Year's resolutions, not because they often fail or because they're too difficult, and not because I'm bad at them either. I mean, I've only been in love for four new years. No, I have a problem with resolutions because people think that that's it. It's for one time to change. Now, don't get me wrong, we definitely all need change. I have no idea how to ride a bicycle on my little brother has no idea what a toilet is for. And some of you, yeah, you probably should get out of the house more, but one big decision probably isn't going to do it. Sorry. So now what? Flush your resolutions down the toilet for one my little brother can't use? Of course not. Keep your resolutions, but go easy on yourself. Will you change? Maybe, but probably won't happen in one big moment. It'll happen in the thousands of little moments. Every time you choose to forgive or slow down or be grateful or stay calm, each little moment that you choose what's right instead of what's easy, faith instead of doubt, Love instead of hate, that's where the change happens. Even if you fail one or two or thirty times, it's okay. You've got thousands of more little moments ahead of you. You'll get better. So, Happy New Year, God bless, and I'm off to ask my dad to get a bike, even though or a pony. Bye! So the New Year's resolution, you know, I'm sure that all of us have resolutions, you know. I mean, I, mean, I, I could probably ask all of you to uh, what maybe you want, something you want to change in your life, right? Something that you want to do better at, you know. Most of the resolutions look like something like I want to lose 10 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever, right? Or I want to do better with my finances or whatever that case may be. But like this young lady shared, she said that it's not necessarily about making the decision. I mean, of course, you have to make the decision. But it's about what are you going to do after you make that decision, right? You know, what I love about this time of year is, is of New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve going into the New Year is that we, as a, as a country and as a world, really, we celebrate this time of year. Uh, probably one of the most celebrated, uh, universally celebrated holidays in the world, 
you know, other than Christmas, but I mean, everybody celebrates New Year's. They don't have any type of religious type of uh, ideology that prevents them from celebrating New Year's Eve or New Year's, right? That's everybody. The ball drops in New York. They go to Paris. People stay up late. They, they pop fireworks and all that stuff. But the question is, is why do we celebrate New Year's? What is so significant about a new year? What is so significant about a new year? It's a time that we all think about how to get better. It's a time that we think about these resolutions. Really, the, the truth is, is that the most remarkable thing did happen in a moment. That some 2017 or 2018 years ago, something changed all the world. And it's recognized by all the world. You know, the calendar is, is an amazing testimony of who Jesus is. Because as most of us know that our calendar says, well, they're going from 2017 to 2018. So this time of year, we say that, you know, well, what changed 2018 years ago? Well, the birth of Jesus Christ. You know, we all know that B.C. stands for what? Before Christ, right? Now think about that. The calendar itself changed. Time itself changed. The way we think about time changed. We set our calendars to the birth of Jesus. Why? Because that's, that started a whole new paradigm in our, in our existence. Where before, as we set resolutions and we set goals for ourselves, to be honest, salvation was absolutely impossible without following the law precisely. Until Jesus came. And at that point, everything changed. Everything changed. So the term I want to look at t- today, though, is what is... So we know B.C. is before Christ, and we know A.D., is what? After death? Well, then, and that, that's, that seems logical, but it, and it, and it, it goes with it, I think, but then we'd have like a 33-year gap in the calendar. We don't have that. What AD stands for is Anno Domini. Or Shannon maybe had to go online because that's a Latin term. Anno Domini. I, I can't say it with the accent, right? Anno Domini. But, you know, every year, every new year, we have the opportunity to recognize something. Something that, that happened 2017 or 2018 years ago that, that ch- transformed a, a B.C. type of mentality to an A.D. type of attitude, an A.D. type of perspective, Anno Domini. You know that e- no matter where you go in the world, that as we set our calendars to A.D., as a matter of fact, it's a great way to just share the gospel with, with your friends and neighbors. As they celebrate New Year, you say, hey, you know, it's 2018 A.D., right? Well, yeah, what's the significance of A.D.? Because A.D. means something. It means Anno Domini, which this translated this, in the year of our Lord. It stands for in the year of our Lord. You see, that regardless of where you're at in the world, that we can know that every year is the year of our Lord. It's a new year that's established not on the law, it's not established on the failures of the past, but it's established on the promises of the future. That as we look toward the promise of God, that we know that God is not just, that he's not just left us here alone, but he's given us an opportunity to come back towards him. An opportunity of repentance, an opportunity of grace, an opportunity for salvation. That this year is the year of our Lord. So I would ask that we can just spend some time today as we, as we're going to enter into prayer here in just a few short minutes. That we enter in dedicating this year as the year of our Lord. But let's talk just for a moment about those, those resolutions. Because many of us, you know, as we dedicate these things, they happen over time. I've, I've many times sat down at the beginning of the year, it's me and Shannon's, we, we like to look at, you know, well, hey, what's some successes of the past year? 
You know, I could think of I could think of a few successes. What are some failures? I can think of a lot more of those. So what are we going to do moving on to this this next year? And how are we going to get over some hurdles? It's great to have resolutions, right? But we have to have a, a plan to get there, right? We have to have a plan to get there. But as I was in prayer and, and just what is a, a good verse of scripture for this today, I was led to Philippians 4, 6 through 9. It says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Let's just look at that word there, be anxious for nothing. You know, anxiety is something that's, that's rampant in our world today. Can I get an amen? Have y'all, I mean, is that, is that not something that everybody feels day in and day out? This, this fear of failure, this fear of un, uh, the inability to perform at our jobs, the fear of not being able to pay our bills, the fear of not being able to spend enough time with our children. There's, there's this huge amount of anxiety that's come upon our culture and our society because we have these unrealistic expectations of ourselves and of each other. You know, anxiety can be categorized as a, as a constant fearful state and many times accompanied by unrest or dread or worry. You know, this, this New Year's, we set resolutions. It can actually, we can set goals that set ourselves up for, for anxiety. We can set ourselves up for failure, in a sense. But Paul is reminding the Philippians to be anxious for nothing. That we know that we can enter into prayer and supplication. You see, but the key ingredient in that is with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. So as we set our resolutions, as we set our goals, we set ourselves up for prayer, as we set ourselves up to dedicate this year as the year of our Lord. Let's remember that we can do that without any anxiety. We can do that without any fear. That begins with, first of all, changing our our thought patterns. You know, Romans chapter 12 says, well, let me turn there. 12.2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You know, this year, we need to recognize that, well, for one thing, last year, the, 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 the things that we accomplished last year was limited by our own thought patterns. It was limited by our own ability to have faith and to believe in what God promised us, to understand God's will. That, we need to, that there needs to be, first of all, some change that goes on in my mind. There needs to be some change that goes on in my thought if I want to accomplish the goals that, I, that God's called me to reach. That we need to allow that God, and we ask God in our prayers, God, transform my thoughts. Don't be any longer conformed by this world. This year, as we pray and as we ask God to help us to live out that year, that acceptable year of the Lord, the year of the Lord, that we can look at and focus on God. Look at Psalms 37. Chapters 3 through through 7, we can even go through 8. It starts off, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. You know, trust is the key ingredient to faith. You know, without, without trust, faith is impossible. We have to come to a place of absolute trust in the Lord. We have to come to a place of understanding that, that we can put our trust in the Lord. You know, David shared a, 
a testimony here earlier about, about Jeremiah and him being sick. You know, ultimately, we can pray and all those things, but there comes a time where we have to just say, Lord, we trust you, and that's exactly what he did. And we trust, Lord, we trust your outcome, although we may not understand it. He says, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. You know, many times we just have to be content to dwell exactly where we are. You know, many times I've come to a place where I may run into some discontentment, but we have to just be able to just be right where God has us to be. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. You know, as we delight ourselves in the Lord, that allows him to, to give us new desires. You know, it's not that he's going to give us the desires that we want. He's going to give us new desires that he can fulfill righteously and in righteousness. And finally, it says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. And then in verse 7, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. There's a pattern there of trust, dwelling, delighting, committing, and resting in the Lord. That we can do all those things, and that's how we can focus our attention and our goals on God. You see, so how can we do that in a perspective of setting goals and resolutions for next year? How, are we gonna, how, how can we use this principle of focusing on God and setting those goals? Well, for many of us, when we set resolutions, a lot of times we can run into anxiety because all of our resolutions or our goals for next year are simply based on our own needs, wants, or desires. Right? We, is that okay? Is that agreeable? Most of, what we, most of what we want to do is just basically for us. But when we take our perspective, we say, God, we want to do more for you. We want to lose the weight so we can be healthier, so we can be a better testimony. Lord, we want to do better with our finances so that we can be more fruitful and we can begin to give and, and, and share the blessings that God has for us with others that may have a need. When we begin to set those kind of goals, that allows our focus to change from us to God. Our expectations to be not only our own expectations, but godly expectations. As we trust in him, we dwell in him, we delight in him. I love what the the little girl said. She said that, that, you know, these, it's not just in a moment that things can become accomplished, but it's over little, thousands of little bitty moments. Thousands of little bitty moments. If I can ask any one of you, hey, I want to say, would you be willing to say you want to save more money next year? And I'll just ask you that, boom, and you can just make one decision and say, yes, I want to save more money, for instance. Then that would, you know, if you could just do that in one decision, you would make that decision, and then next year at this time, you'd be saying, hey, I saved a lot of money. But the truth is, is that you can make that decision today, but you've got to make that decision every day. If you want to say, I want to read through the entire Bible in a year, you can't wait until December 1st and say, okay, I'm going to get started on that. <laughs> You're going to be up a lot of nights. We had a, when, when me and Shannon were over at, at Christ for the Nations, uh, Frida Lindsay, the, the co-founder uh, with her husband, uh, Gordon Lindsay, she used to always say, she'd always, every time she would preach, she, every time she would preach, she'd go like this. What? Three and five. Three and five. Yeah, three and five. She said, if you read three chapters a day and five on Sunday, you can read through the entire Bible in a year. You know, three a day, five on Sunday. You read through the entire Bible in a year. She said in her 75 years of Christian ministry, now she, she went on to be with the Lord in her later 90s, so in her 75 years of Christian ministry and doing that, she's never met a single person. Think about that. I mean, running a, a school, I mean, of thousands and thousands and thousands of students, 
and ministries and planting thousands of churches and doing all these things. She's met a lot of people. That people have committed themselves to doing that and do it. Have, she's never met a single one that has backslidden, that has fallen away from the Lord. Think about that simple principle. We try to, I know, I mean, look, I believe in the gifts of the Spirit. I believe in, in all of those things. But something as simple as reading your Bible every day, that spiritual discipline can take you to new heights with the Lord. It can take you to a new place of security in Christ. Something so simple, a decision you make every day, once a day. The big decision, yeah, I want to read my Bible in a year, but the little decision is I'm going to read three chapters today. And it's Sunday, so today I'm going to read five. Those are the things that God can work with. As we set our goals to focus on the Lord. And finally, that we look to move forward. That we look to move forward. You know, you can make any decision you want to, but at a certain point, you've got to come to the place where you begin to take actions on those decisions. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 says, Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on, that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Here Paul is encouraging the Philippians that, that, listen, not that he's attained, not that he's come to perfection. Now, by this time he's writing this book, he's, he's accomplished a lot of things. Like many of us have accomplished a lot of things. But let me tell you that that no matter where you are in your Christian walk, no matter where you are in your maturity with Christ, that there's always room for growth, that there's always room to press on, that we need to not just say, you know what, I'm just going to start pouring out everything I have on, 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 on the people that you've put in my life, but I want to continue to grow personally, that we need to keep pressing on toward the things of Christ. That this year, 2018, isn't simply just another year that's going to go by. Let's make this the year of our Lord. Let's make this 2018 A.D. Is that okay? As we just look to Christ, as we just delight ourselves in Him, as we focus and set ourselves on His path, as we focus on what He would have us to do this year, we can have that attitude and that mindset of, Anno Domini, or the year, in the year of our Lord. Can we just dedicate this year to our Lord? As a matter of fact, 2017 is also in the year of our Lord. That all the things that have come to the past, that come to pass, that we can just dedicate those things to Him. Amen? Amen. Well, praise God. Well, we're going to go ahead and move into, as we just transition into that time of prayer. Let's keep that on our minds as we can pray. And it says here that we, that we give everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Let our requests be made known to God. <laughs>